Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Fisher Harris on uh, NZ Rugby League. He was quoted on the uh, Bloke in a Bar podcast. Uh, <laughs> go and listen. Uh, I, can see where NR, um, I can see where New Zealand Rugby League are coming from. This is in regards to match. That's how I was feeling as a player. Maybe he could have done both, but I didn't think it was fair to the players to coach Origin as well. Not a conflict, but you've got to watch the, NR, uh, the New Zealand players all year. What about our younger fellas coming through? He's got to watch Origin boys, then their youth too. I just couldn't see it. But I'm really happy for him. We had a call before he made the decision. I told him to go choose his dream. He wants that pressure. Uh, I was actually quite surprised at how candid uh, Fisher-Harris was about this quite a big uh, topic in rugby league. But you know what? When he said it, I was like, you're actually probably right. You're actually probably right. Uh, I think what's thrown a spanner in the works is the whole New South Wales Rugby League throwing the part-time role there. I think mm. that's kind of like tainted our, our mindset mm. of what the job entails. But after he said that, especially as the captain of the team, I'm like, he's right. Like if you are head coach of New Zealand Rugby League, it's not just the games at the end of the year. It's the whole development of New Zealand Rugby League. It's not, and I think it's the same for Origin. And so... Initially, I, I, I believed that he could do both. But after hearing him say that, I, I was wrong. I, I, I think actually he's right. He, he probably couldn't do both. What do you reckon, boys? Sounds like Fisher's looking for a new head honcho of the uh, could-be-anything department for New Zealand Rugby League. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, it's hard to push back on. Isn't this whole situation just – I can't believe how long this is all dragged on. Strange, eh? It's insane. It's such a unique situation how it's played out. And at the end of the day – all because they whacked Australia in that grand final. Yeah. Yeah. If he, do, if he doesn't do that, it's like, you know. It's, it's completely different. Yeah. The narrative is flipped in an instant. Um, I, I watched that interview with Fish. I just love everything about him. I know. Fuck, he's a good leader. Fucking oath. Like, uh, you know, we, we've spoken very highly of him this year and, you know, comparing him to previous front rowers and whatnot, and people get weirdly emotional about it, but... <laughs> 
the more I see, and he doesn't say much, but the things I do hear him say, I am blown away. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's like it almost – after sitting down and just hearing his mindset and then you, you, you square it up to what he's achieved, you go, oh, no, he is one of the greatest front rowers of all time. I, I think he is. I th- and I, Like he's – how old is he? 27. 28. Sweet. He's on hole 10. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. And the same with Liotta. Like I think that Liotta is so underrated, like so underappreciated. You go back and watch every grand final, Liotta is amazing in every yeah. single grand final. Um, and I – I love that they came in here together. Yeah, the Bash Bros. Give them a follow. That just says something, doesn't it? Like, At Bash Bros on Instagram. It just shows you like they are so committed to their front row pairing. It, it, what it reminds you of, it reminds you of the old school front rowers that it wasn't about themselves individually. It was about we are a front row pairing and our job is to dominate the other pairing. It wasn't I'm the front rower and I'm the man. Like It was about dominating the other forward pack. Um, Timmy, what do you reckon, mate? What'd you what'd you make of his comments? Yeah, it's, you, you sort of I have a new opinion around like Madge and could he have done both every day? Like there's yeah. you hear different opinions from informed people and it's uh, look, I'm still in the camp that he could have done both, but again, you listen to, to what JFH just said and he makes good points and I think on the surface level, particularly the quote that stands out is like you've got to watch the New Zealand players all year, but what about the younger fellas coming through? I think in terms of like, you know, blues selection and, and the Kiwi selection you're watching, imagine be watching just about every game a week. So he'll be watching Matt Tomoko play for the Raiders and he'll also be watching Hudson Young, players that, you know, are, may or may not be in, the, in their national and state teams when the push comes to shove and all the other young players coming through. So I think it's fine and at that level, you know, he can cover both. But you're right, he's right, I should say, in that you really do want your national coach and, and your state coach looking after the seven, not looking after, but keeping an eye on the 17s and the 15s and being active in their training camps and helping out. Like, and again, that's where it becomes an issue with it being a part-time role. Yeah. Like, you prefer to be a full-time role. Say, no, no, mate, we want you doing everything for New South Wales Rugby League or everything for New Zealand Rugby League where, where you help out from the bottom up. Mm. Um, whether that's too big a job, I don't know, but I, I do understand where, where Fish is coming yeah. from. Yeah, that's what got me across the line. Like, when you think about it, you're like, Matt should be at every... Under 15s New Zealand camp. Mm. He should be every under eight, every under 16s, 17s, 18s, 20s. Um, he should be like implementing systems yeah. at these. And then you go, okay, he has. He should be also doing that for New South Wales Rugby League. Key, keyword, keyword systems and like what Melbourne are famous for from the, uh, their juniors all the way through, whether it's their, their Q Cup team, whether it's, you know, whatever level, Jersey flag. They've always just had the same systems and they're all in place so well yeah. so that if a player gets called up, drops out, whatever, they know their role. They know how to, how to play the position and what is required of them. And, you know, you'd hope that at a New Zealand level and same as the New South Wales Blues level that saying that you put these systems in place from bottom up. Um, Look at Penrith. Yeah, like exactly they're, right. They're reaping there. the rewards of five years ago mm. or maybe even longer, locking in systems from all the way through. So anyone that comes in now, it's almost like... You don't even see the play. You just see the jersey. Oh, yeah, they'll be sweet. And, and thinking of it from that perspective makes it even weirder that, you know, it's not a full-time role for the Blues. I think that's what's, what's like, yeah. that's what's flavoured this whole conversation is this, I think, strange offer of five months a year from the Blues. If it was a 12-month, a full-time contract, I don't think we'd, any of us would be sitting here saying, oh, yeah, he could do both. Because he'd be like, what do you mean? He's got a full-time – he's got a gig with yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, and Madge is going like, I'm only getting five months from the Blues. Like, yeah. I'm working around and that. Not that he's going to be short on work. Like, he's doing stuff with the Raiders. But he's going, I've got time to do both. Yeah, yeah, I'm because he's got, got a five-month month. contract. Yeah. I pay, get paid for five months by the Blues. Yeah. And I, I think you have to 
you do have to consider you've got a 15-year-old gun. And Madge, he's a New South Welshman, but he's also eligible for the New Zealand Kiwis. Yep. You have to ask the question of, is he in the right frame of mind to make the fairest decision for both sides? Yeah, and that, With the change, changing landscape of rugby league, I mean, the reality is we've got one team in New Zealand. We've got another 16 in Australia. A lot of young kids that get signed up end up over here at a very young age and they've got to make that decision. Who do they want to play for? And I, And it's just... You know, perspective I haven't really thought about, but if I'm fish, I want a committed New Zealand coach mm. to be having those conversations. For New Zealand, like purely, New Zealand, yeah, one hundred percent. Bias. You want you want your coaches biased like all in New Zealand's camp. Yeah. And you know, let's take the example of Mulatalo. Let's put the shoe on the other foot. If he was a New South Welshman and matches the coach of both. Yeah. How does that go down? Yeah. Yeah, especially off the back of the success of the Warriors this year and New Zealand Rugby League, their test side, they had so much success and the support from the nation was just overwhelming in a Rugby Union World Cup year. We've got to capitalise on it, don't we? And I yeah. know it's only one small thing, but let's just go all in on that country because it's such a big part of the, the game already, yeah. but what it could be. And I think as well, if you're Fish Harris, because on, in the interview he said that he actually went to Madden and said, I'm ready for captaincy when you... When, when me, I was like, when he said that, I was like, bro, you are a motherfucker. Like, just that, the leadership to go to Madge when Jesse Bromwich was captain, and he understood, he understood Bromwich was captain, so he was like, you know, yep. Bromwich is a legend, but when you need me, I'm ready to go. Gets the captaincy. So from Fisher-Harris' perspective, as a leader of the current New Zealand side, you want a, a partner in your head coach that is also all in about developing the next generation of... Because like, that's what Fisher-Harris wants to do. He wants yep. to leave a legacy. He doesn't want to just come in, win a few games and bounce. He wants to literally leave a legacy in New Zealand Rugby League. Isn't that wild from Fish that he's at a club that's got co-captains and he's not one of them? Yeah. <laughs> Yet he, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Um, so, yeah, like hearing that, it really did make me – and it was what I alluded to initially when it happened. I said, as an Australian, maybe I don't – would I be okay with a, a coach from another country? You know what I mean? Like, and, and I, so I'm not seeing it from a Kiwi's perspective. And, and hearing it from a Kiwi's perspective, it may, did open my eyes up and go, you know what, I, he's probably right. Like, I didn't really – maybe I'm being a bit selfish because New South Wales is obviously Australian, blah, blah, blah. So what do you reckon? Yeah, well, I think he summed it up pretty well. Like, you can't really half-ass the keeping an eye on all the juniors coming through, and you guys have touched on that pretty well. I just wonder as well if the shoe was on the other foot and if he was the full-time New South Wales coach first and then took on the New Zealand role, how would, like, cool. New Zealand – sorry, New South Wales and all their greats – can you imagine the media and all the comments point. about that? Like, it's a great point. They'd be going, what are you doing? You're either doing this full time or you're not doing the job properly. Yeah. You're going to potentially cost us winning more stuff. So, you know, I think he articulated it pretty well. And um, I think it probably, maybe he could have done both, but I think it's probably fair enough. Um, whether it's a, it's a great point. As, as Blues, like fans, New South Welshmen, you would not be cool if he was like, oh, I'm the full time New South Wales coach but I'm going to go and do New Zealand rugby part-time. You'd be like, hang on a sec. You need to be committed to us. Fair? Unfair? Yeah. I'd be happy for Slater to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess that's my point in regards to as Aussies, maybe we didn't see that perspective because we're we're not in their shoes. Yeah. Um, But anyway, great interview. Check it out on Bloke in a Bar. I I was just thinking then, won't it be crazy like Fisher-Harris coach in New Zealand? Is Nate Cleary the next captain of Australia, do we think? Sure, surely. Yeah. So Penrith's going to have... Captain of Australia and New Zealand in their side. That's it's unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah, so good. 
I draw, you know, it's like a storm situation. Yeah. Cam Smith, Jesse Romich. Yep. Crazy. Um, all right. Now it's time for Mark Nawanga Nitawase. Yep. Because he has come across to league in 2025. He has been signed by the Roosters. Have you boys had a chance to look at these highlights or anything like that? Yep. Was he your CBA a few weeks ago? Uh, a few uh, months ago? No, no, I hadn't really seen too much of him before Ooh, I watched his highlights. One so, slip uh, through the cracks, eh? Yeah. <laughs> he's slipping. Yep. He's slipping. Hey, bloke's getting bigger and he's losing. Yeah. You know what? He's losing the hard edge that brought him into the bloke family in the first place. Not watching enough basketball with uh, Buller. Now this. Uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Didn't really him. know who Mr. Whippy was. Didn't know who Mr. Whippy you was. You knew who Mr. Whippy was. Absolutely. Um, hey, maybe we need to do a season review for the for the route. The feet are up. <laughs> maybe there's going to be a there's a club review at the end of the year, and the Rue has to be asked if he's actually watching the games. But he says he's watching. Maybe Mark's got to take the hint. Oh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> anyway, all jokes aside, he's coming across the league. Um, uh, I've seen I've seen highlights in that of him. Uh, definitely athletic, super athletic, explosive, good footwork. Looks to be, you know, again, this is a pure guess, just looking at him, maybe 6'2", six, 6'3", six, if I'm being generous. But let's just say 6'2", to be conservative. Um, probably be a winger. Uh, but definitely has the physical side of it, uh, the physicality to play NRL. It'll just be a matter of can he pick the game up. But he has been quoted. I'm not doing this code change in any way to have a crack at rugby. I love the sport and it's got me this position in life to see some of the stuff that's being said is actually quite laughable. I'm not some part of a code where I'm just doing what is right for me right now and the opportunity at this young age to play for a club like the Roosters is something that I could not knock back um, I will say like he's not a part of it <coughs> as in he is not intentionally a part of it but you are a part of it you yeah. know you're like you you may not have um, made the decision to have a crack clearly you haven't made a decision to crack anyone and you are clearly making a decision because you want to play rugby league um, with and still loving union but the Roosters and the uh, like, the NRL are happy that this has happened, yeah. and I'm sh- the union are not happy that this has happened. Just like we have not been happy with them, you know, smashing us so many times and taking our bet. I mean, was anyone happy we lost to Ali? Absolutely not. He's a superstar. Um, thoughts on the coming across? I think, especially with a home World Cup upcoming, though, mm. it says something for sure. And I know that's not Mark's intention, but <laughs> it yells something mm. realistically. Mm. Uh, just from watching his highlights, I was very impressed. And look, I'm just talking about the attacking side of things. I know there'll be comments jumping down our throat about defence and we'll have to see how he goes in that regard. But yeah. apply some common sense. Um, attacking wise though, I love what I saw. Mm. I, th- I think he looks very talented, very strong in contact. His balance is unreal. Um, very good offload ability. Decent on the high ball. I know it's different, but he did catch a few high balls and that, yeah. like jumping in the air, not yeah. just standing there. Oh, I actually think with a bit of time, I think he'll be more of a center than a winger. Mm. Yeah. Do you reckon like a big, strong center that kind of... Yeah. Because he's quite big. Yeah. He's big, yeah. And he's, he's uh, his offload ability and his awareness was sort of what really stood out to me. Mm. His timing of how he was doing things. <clears throat> he's sort of... And, you know, it's probably a poor comparison. But, like, when I was watching him... Remember, like, the, those one or two periods... Where those those one or two years where Brad Takarangi in contact was just able to come up with these ridiculous yep. offloads all the time, sort of gave me those sort of vibes mm. at times. But he looks like a much more complete footballer to me. Mm. Well, he, well, I think Takarangi obviously being more of a half. Yep. Whereas um, Nawanga Nitawase <laughs> um, is, I think, an out and out outside back. Yeah. I think he's an out and out outside back. But just the quite, way quite, that they quick. produce. Oh like, yeah, for like, sure. It almost looks like he's holding. A smaller football uh, than everyone else. Sort of you can thing, see yeah. the similarities in contact yeah. for sure. Um, Timmy, what do you reckon, mate? 
Yeah, I mean, it's like obviously probably not intent of him him around the code code war and that, but it's a massive, it's a big blow for Australian rugby. Like, if the Wallabies had just made a World Cup final and the, and the Super Rugby clubs, were, you know, were thriving, the Australian rugby clubs, I should say, would he be coming over? Not a chance. Mm. Like, if it wasn't in the state that it was in. So, you know, after after rugby league losing Sue Ali, it's it's one back for rugby league, and it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Huge blow for, for the Wallabies and Australian rugby losing one of their brightest talents. So uh, I'm excited to see him come over here. As you said, athletically, he looks outstanding. Whether he can adapt to the game and defend, he'll be fine in attack. Mm. Whether or not defensively he's got that in him, time will tell. It'll just be the only thing in attack that I think I'm still unsure. It's, it's just that if he does end up a winger, it's so expected now that you need to make 20 hit-ups and make 150. Put it this way. If you're not nearly around 880, 180 to 200 metres mark in today's version of – and Penrith have changed the game with this where um, game plans are based around the outside backs getting out of your own end. It's almost like unless you're an incredible winger that can finish and can have line breaks every now and then, you're almost not in close to the top tier if you're not yeah. doing 180 metres a, a week. Yeah. So yeah. No, you go. I'll say the blokes he'll be replacing, you know, Daniel Tupu, um, Suwali, both known as being big meter eating wingers. Like, yeah. that's the role he's coming into. Yeah. And you have a look at the role that, you know, Will Warbrick's played down at Melbourne Storm. Like, I think, you know, people that aren't uh, as in deep as footy as we are, like, he played reserve grade for 18 months yeah. before he got his shot. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Roosters take a similar path, but I, I think he might be a bit more of a. Natural. I reckon he'll come on a little bit quicker. Yeah, because oh, it's hard to say because the Wallabies are so much not as good as All Bucks. I will say, um, even Warbrick, remember the first few games? We were like, ooh, that defence is like yep. not great. Um, now, by the end of the season, what's crazy with Warbrick is the bricks just getting started, baby. The bricks just get, he's all bricked up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Isn't that well, like, well summed up. Yeah, okay, fair yeah. enough. No, I thought that was the headline. Storm, up. Storm Vans bricked up. Yeah, can't fault that. <laughs> um, it's got my attention. Where do I read the rest of the article? <laughs> that was job. Um, yeah, so I, I think that in attack, the only thing is like, it's that repeat high contact. You know, there is contact in union for sure. It's a super physical uh, physical game. There's no denying that. But your outside backs aren't coming in and having to run straight at the front rowers. You know, twenty times yeah. a game. Um, we all make jokes about wingers, but. Like the wingers in today's game are that tough. Like maybe the last, probably this modern era. If you if you're not taking the scoots out of your own end, like what are you doing? Yeah, and, you know it's funny. Like even you know, <laughs> it's been a bit of a joke the last few weeks. But like when, when we've been doing this um, NRL grid, and you're going back and you're typing in wingers from 10, 15 years ago, and I'm I'm always thinking comparing them to nowadays. It's completely different. The game has changed. The game has like, changed so much. When you're jammed in your corner, that they, they've kicked downfield. You know, you're turning around. The first, you know, the first run has been just dominated by the defence. It's a slow play of the ball, and you've got ten blokes itching at the bit to get up and flog you. And you're a, you know, ninety kilo winger. It's the worst carry in the game. Yeah, it's yeah. literally the worst carry in the game. Um, and it's it's uh, it's the idea that this, as you said, they are itching to get a shot on a winger. Like, oh, this is the best. Um, and so I guess that, that will be the question in attack. And, yeah, defensively, all the you know, obvious you know, questions are, can he get the reads right, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm excited for him. I think that, uh, you know, reportedly on around 400, I think it'd probably be a little bit less than that. Um, sorry, even at 500 maybe a year. Um, I think it's probably a little bit less than that. I'd be surprised if they were going to bring over an untested outside back on 400K a year. But 
in saying that, the salary cap's gone up, so maybe that's equivalent to 350 or four. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see how he goes. He's still got another year in Union. Uh, but so Roosters have said it'd be too complicated to get him over now. Mm. I think also, you know, if you're going for premierships, you keep Suwali'i in the side. That's insanity if you were going to get rid of it. Like, people are forgetting how good Suwali'i is just because he was a little bit quiet at centre for a while. It's like, mate, do you not forget? Do you not realise what the year he had when he was 18 years old? Like, what are we talking about here? Uh, what do you reckon? Well, I believe actually, much like Guru, uh, Nwanga Nituase grew up as a big Roosters fan. I've got a, <laughs> a, one of my mates on Instagram, I believe, was mates with him when he was a bit younger. And he mm. put some photos up the other day. He's like, we always knew this was going to happen. Good on you. And he's head to toe in Roosters stuff. It looks like kind of underage, like training stuff. I don't know if yep. he played with one of those squads at some point or was just a big Chooks fan. But either way, I think um, this has been something that he's wanted to do, it looks like, for quite a while. So mm. good to see like someone coming across and playing for a club that they grew up supporting and all that sort of thing. So It's a, it's a bigger call than people realise in regards to his career because he could go to Europe and earn Fucking heaps. Yeah, yep. Um, Big call. Like, it's a Big huge call. call. Now, he's still, he's 23, I think. It's yep. only a two year deal. So, by the time it finishes, he'll be about 26, 27. Can still do that. Uh, but, I, I, but I do say, like, I do feel that the, um, the, the day and age of NRL being so far behind when it comes to what you can earn, it's kind of over. Mm. Um, we have million dollar players in our game mm. now. You know, as a winger, if he kills it, he can earn six, seven hundred grand. You know, how much? How much more is he going to get paid? Unless you're maybe semi Radradra, how much more are you going to get paid over in Europe? Like, probably the same. Yeah, to be a, a gun winger, I'd assume. I, I'd put it this way: I don't think Union over in Europe wingers are getting two million dollars a year in that. Mm. Now, could be wrong, but I doubt it. Yeah, but on top of that, he gets to live in you know, Eastern suburbs of Sydney and whatnot. Like he's. Not in a bad spot. Yeah, it's not a bad spot to be in. Not a bad spot to he, be in. Uh, yeah, if he doesn't play first grade in his first year, Kemp, he could be your first uh, bloat FC member from reserve grade. Oh, you reckon? I reckon he's Is that you? We were talking forward. about him yesterday. We were looking over Bondi Beach having a beer, saying how tough it would be for him. It's a tough squad, mate. Yeah. It's a big call. What do you reckon, Hammy? He's got to look out for the people who are pouring their beers back in the jug. Uh, <laughs> dodge those and stay out of their way. Um, fill your boots down. There's someone you want to mess with. <laughs> <laughs> he's clearly, yeah, he's a psycho. Yeah. He's a psycho. Just don't want to have beers with him. Um, speaking of union, um, huge news over overnight. Like this was breaking news. Who saw this, this coming? I've mate, this came out of left field for me. Um, Eddie Jones is set to be reappointed as head coach of Japan. What? Pending approval from union's board. I know. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. You know what? I'm stoked for him. Like he, he had such he had such a hard run here at the Wallabies, and you never thought like he would just land on his feet so quickly. Like, who would have thought... And Japan, of all places. Because he was so committed to us, and then all of a sudden, he's got a gig already. Mate, I mean, props to his management, because they must have got that deal done real short, in a am, real short am period. Am I being punked with all these cameras here? Is it Japan? Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Um, so he denied links to the role at least a dozen times. Uh, it's less than two months since he walked out on the Wallabies. So in about seven weeks, he's managed to land a head coach of Japan role, it's, just, it's, it's disgraceful, like actually disgraceful the way this has all been handled. Um, I, just, I just can't believe it. Like the brazen nature of a bloke that six months ago, or sorry, a year ago was quite loved by the Australian public, quite, you know, we all mm. were stoked that he was a part of it, has just gone big, big middle finger to the whole country. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. 
Guru, what do you reckon, mate? Must have been a nice holiday over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm worried Matty's going to return from Bali as the head coach for the India. This is almost at the point where I'm just like, I don't fucking care anymore, <laughs> honestly. Like we've said, I think everything we can say about this, I think everyone shares the same opinion. I haven't heard anyone push back on. Oh, there's been point. some people I've seen being like, oh, it was the Wallabies' fault. It's Rugby Union Australia's fault. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Sure. Yeah. Okay, bro. There's a way to go about this as an individual. Yeah. And he hasn't gone about it the right way. Timmy, what do you reckon, mate? Mm. Yeah, Eddie Jones really gives me vibes like that kind of bloke who'd pour beer back in the <laughs> Yeah. I don't think he's a complete psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. Bit uh, far there, bit far there, mate. <laughs> rank form from Eddie and uh, I'm excited not to see his name in the paper for a while. Hammy? It's be interesting to see, I mean, I don't... We haven't really hosted Japan out here to play a game, have we? But, like, imagine the reception, um, Eddie, you know, out here coaching uh, against the Wallabies. Maybe that would be good. Maybe it would be good for interest. It's good for, yeah, if you're Australia, you want that. Yeah. Because everyone will be tuning in. Exactly. Um, It's just, yeah, I mean, you guys have said it all. It's just a joke. Like, I can't believe the day before the World Cup, he's chatting to him allegedly. Yeah. He goes, no, I never spoke to him. Fast forward two months and he's Not even. Bloody, not even. Not yeah. even two months out of the... Co- like, does the Australian head coach role mean nothing to you? Yeah, like, it's, it's our country. You are representing everything that's happened before. Craziness. Anyway, I just thought I'd let everyone know because I'm sure people are surprised by yeah. the breaking news. Yeah, Eddie Jones. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 